0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer, a free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Nimer.
1: Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And, you know, I just got an email with a video from our colleague Janine Appleton Barr showing me. A blinky police car, which I had no idea about, and it's this uh, big old Dodge, and the front of it is covered with a, a kind of a face with these blinking eyes. And I, I didn't look at the whole video because <laughs> because we're on the air now, and and so I don't know how you see out of the blinky. Eyes because they look kind of solid. But um, yeah, thank you very much, Janine, for enlightening me on that. And I also see that this is from the Santa Claus parade in 2018. So I'd bet they still have that blinky car in a garage somewhere. If anybody knows, give us a shout. Let us know. But anyway, um, if you Google it, you too can see what a blinky car looks like. But right now, let's get back to. The phones, Carolyn in Halliburton. Hi,
2: Carolyn. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been listening to all the callers and the talk about um, the tax, the proposed tax on folks that uh, are not vaccinated. And as much as I would love to see something like that put in place, I don't believe that realistically it will ever happen So my thought is basically to go to look at the people who are choosing not to be vaccinated. You have the freedom to make that choice, but choices have consequences. And what I think we need to do is focus on the consequences of not being vaccinated for those folks. More restrictions, I hate to say it. But things like they cannot go into a grocery store or a drugstore or other places that they would want to go without showing proof of vaccination. Um, uh,
1: let me, I just to interrupt you for a sec, I think in Quebec they've, uh, they've restricted it not fully. You, you can't tell people they can't get food or drugs, but uh, that they've maybe restricted the hours or something like that. I, I have to check on that.
2: Go ahead. But, Libby, can't they get delivery? It's not <laughs> refusing to allow them to buy groceries or buy medication, but given what's been happening to us over the last couple of years, there's all kinds of delivery services that will pick up and deliver. Yeah, um, I mean, there's issues. I there's mean, it's issues. not a perfect solution. Yeah. What it, it is is a consequence, and I guess that's what I would like to focus more on, rather than a punishment, more a consequence.
1: Okay, um, well, yeah, I... Uh, Yeah, with the delivery, I mean, there are issues with the money about delivery. And and frankly, I I have to tell you, I received our first delivery a week ago. And, um, you know, I was lucky that we have an independent grocer and they did us a favor. But when I went on, you know, one of the bigger apps or whatever, they were offering delivery five days later. Uh, Right now we have Omicron and more people want to avoid the grocery store. Uh, so it's not that easy or quick to get a delivery.
2: Um, I I appreciate what you're saying, and I I certainly don't disagree with you. I just, I was thinking if more people sort of thought along those lines, and I'm sure much cleverer people than than I am, could maybe come up with some other suggestions. I just, I guess I tend to think of it in terms of handling um, unruly children. Um, Punishment doesn't always work per se, But if you take away or restrict things that matter to them, then you get their attention and hopefully can resolve the issue. And I guess that's the way I'm looking at it at this point in time. I would love to charge the money for what they're costing our health system, and I'd love to ban them from all kinds of things, but it's not realistic. We have to look at another another avenue. Okay, well, that sounds uh, very measured. Thank you, Carolyn. You're welcome. Also, one quick comment about Mr. Djokovic. I think he should be banned. Nobody should be accepted. The virus doesn't make exceptions and neither should we. Okay,
1: okay. thank you for that.
2: Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Dennis
1: in Brampton. Hi Dennis.
3: Hi Libby, thanks for taking my call. I'm I'm in the camp of your last caller. That being said, I would point out that with respect to tax, we already impose significant tax on alcohol and cigarettes and i do recall the liberal government bringing in a health care premium not a tax that we uh ended up paying now mind you we all paid for that well no it it was
1: for higher income people but yeah it wasn't based on on any behavior except making money
3: no no exactly but all i'm saying is that with there are there is precedent for taxation i'm not in favor of it i don't think it'll it, it would pass the uh, the test under the Canada Health Act. I, don't, I think it's the wrong approach. I'm with the last lady. And, and one final comment, I would say in Peel region, we used to have a police vehicle here as well. And uh, that vehicle w- was decorated and was known as Constable Yakachuk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what did it look like? Uh, it kind of looked like Blinky. <laughs> it kind of looked like Blinky. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And have a great weekend. Okay.
1: Thank you very much for that, Dennis. You're welcome. I don't know. How how did I miss Blinky? But there you go. You try to stay on top of the important things, and sometimes things just get lost. Let's go to Daryl in Toronto. Hi, Daryl.
4: Hi. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm okay. I guess you must have missed Blinky because he blinked. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, really quickly, um, as far as Djokovic, um, if you're a professional golfer, and you're in a tournament, and you sign off on your scorecard and hand it in, you're responsible for it, even if your caddy made a mistake. So for him to say that his people kind of messed up on it isn't valid. Also, um, who gave him the original exemption in the first place? Was that ushered in by the Tennis Association there?
1: Yeah, it was the Tennis Association and I think some other authority in the province where the the, uh, tournament is held.
4: Well, if I was the head of the Australian government, I would call the head of the Tennis Association in and tell him to get rid of Djokovic within the hour or I'd cancel the whole tournament.
1: Yeah, I don't think they would want to do that. That tournament is a really big deal for them. Well, I understand that.
4: Having the number one tennis player setting a new record is probably, you know, so they're not unbiased in the situation. The people who ushered in his exemption in the first place.
1: Well, yeah, and if you have listened to most of the players even dancing around and and the tennis authorities, well, they they don't want to do anything. I mean, he obviously has a lot of... A lot of power, but he's he's not. Um, I mean, people love him or hate him.
4: I, so, like him. I like him. but that's a whole different issue.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I would I, w- I would debate that with you. What do you like him for? But um, well, it's a
4: great tennis player. That's where I, why I like him. Oh, so, okay, yeah, for that, sure. That, that's not the issue. Um, and then, as far as Quebec and that, I, I find it really difficult. How do you talk about the constitution? or something when within the constitution is a notwithstanding clause uh yeah that's a good point point. and uh frankly as far as you know i am very curious as to how your views will be if the modeling that you announced earlier which is really scary you said something about three hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. uh
1: i i have to take a closer look at the number okay well
4: you know we don't Number, but if it gets you know if it gets anywhere in those kind of proportions, I, I wonder what your views might be on who should be getting in line first. Um, you you are a survivor, correct? Uh,
1: of cancer, yes.
4: Yes. Did you not have to take certain steps and proceedings in your medical care that if you didn't do one, they wouldn't go on to the next?
1: Uh, what do you mean if certain, if there's, I, I'm not following
4: that, but. I mean, there was some lady on yesterday whose uh, treatment is being delayed again for oh. the fourth time on, uh, on the news, and uh-huh. uh, she's on chemo, so now she has to stop the chemo in order to do the the, the uh, operation, and she's gone back on and stuff like that. So, are there not. Levels that you have to achieve yeah, well, to proceed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. yes. So then,
4: in terms of someone's medical health related to COVID, the first stage is vaccination. If you don't take that, what makes you entitled to take up, you know, three hundred thousand beds?
1: Well, the, the that's a whole debate because uh, the, the under the Canada Health Act, uh, access to medical care is a right. And the theory is, and I think that most medical professionals follow this, is that they triage according to most urgent. They're saving lives. They're doing no harm. And, uh, you know, if we get into a shortage situation, that makes for very difficult decisions. But again, for, you know, the, that discussion about putting unvaxxed people, not giving them access to care or putting them at the back of the line, uh, that is. I know uh, it's it's
4: it's not, it's, a good it's thing, not but... the
1: way we do things, Daryl. Thanks very much for your Hi, call. One, one quick comment. Pardon?
4: I one more quick comment. Uh, yeah. In, we... in, in Quebec, is is it like an insurance plan, the health system, like in Ontario? Yeah. Okay. Well, why can't they just raise the insurance rates for everyone? And then give exemptions to people,
1: well, it's 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 uh, okay, uh, that's a whole other discussion. Thanks, Daryl. It, it's uh, we don't we don't pay for OHIP here aside from in in our taxes. Uh, but let us try to take a few more calls.
5: Um, Linda in Cambridge. Hi, Linda. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I just want to comment about when um, when the restaurants were open and we we did go the odd time because we're fully vaccinated, but I think the employee of the restaurant should post that their employees are vaccinated. I would be more comfortable. Oh, yeah. And um, until that happens, I just, I don't use the restaurants and I don't get any delivery, no takeout. And I think that would help. More people would feel more comfortable going.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well the restaurants are closed now and for sure. There are there are some places where uh the owners have taken the onus and mm-hmm. have insisted that their people are vaccinated, right. but it's I mean a privacy issue or whatever. Yeah. But that's that's a big hole for a lot of people, you know. You ha- you go, you show your vaccine mm-hmm. passport, but you have no idea what the deal is with the person serving you. Yeah,
5: that's we were going a few times and then we've avoided it all because I'm not comfortable of who's serving me. Well, exactly. So um, I think if, if they're, they're uh, honest, the employee honest and say, look, fellows, if you want to have your job and you know, we got to keep this things going, you must prove of your vaccination. And I think more people would go, I would be more comfortable to go. Okay. And my barbershop, they have a sign that all their staff are fully vaccinated.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, proprietors realize people want to know. Linda, yeah. thank you for your call. Okay, thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Alda in Toronto. Hi.
6: Hi. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hi. Go ahead. Okay. Um, My uh, my piece is um, this property tax. It's yeah. just so big now. I can't believe it that they're doing this. When, we're at, when we have COVID-19, you know, I understand that a small property tax increase, like they did last year, you know, inflation, but this is humongous because what's going to happen with people, like people that are out of, the, out of work? They're out of work, how can they pay this increase? Well, you you know and, what? Uh,
1: That's the the reason for their the increase. I mean, your inflation yeah. is very high now. So um, yeah, it's inflation and their TTC revenues are way down. Mm-hmm. Well, so TTC, it's, they're doing it
6: because of COVID. Okay, one thing about TTC. I ride the TTC every day, and I see people getting on the TTC in buses on the middle doors, not paying. I see. I'm always. I always take this. St- St. Clair streetcar and people coming in. How many times I've counted, like five, six people coming in and not paying their fares. They should control that better. Yeah, they should. They should uh, what else was there? Oh, yeah, and also the rent. Uh, people that are renting. What's going to happen with them? Their owners are going to increase their rent. And what about if somebody's unemployed? What's going to happen? It's this. This time is not a good time to put four point four percent. I hear you. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I know the city's going to discuss it. They're going to go to council with it. Yes, I understand about that. Uh but they're going to. They're they're going to approve it. They always do.
1: Okay, well we will wait and see on that. But you know, I'm I'm sure that a lot of people have the same issues that you do, Alda. Thanks for your call. Yeah. Okay. Thank Uh, you. Bye. Okay. Uh we're almost out of time. Kate in Toronto Very quick comment on property taxes. I want to say that everybody
7: who owns property should be paying their property taxes. There are groups who waive the property tax payment, and they sit in these big multimillion-dollar homes, and they pay zero taxes. So everybody should pay their property taxes. If you can't afford to pay your property taxes, sell your house.
1: Oh, that's a little harsh. That's a little harsh. There are a lot of people on fixed incomes who are seniors who maybe bought their house 50 years ago. That's right. And they've benefited
7: all those years. I have neighbors that don't pay property taxes for the last 20 years. They can well afford to pay it.
1: Well, That's if they sell it. their house, where are they going to go?
7: They can rent. They can sell their house for their million and a half dollars and they can rent. If they have 20 years left in their life, a million and a half will, will pay
6: for a lot of rental.
7: Okay, Kate, thanks for that. That's pretty harsh,
1: but you know, uh, that's a whole other issue. Uh, real estate, older people who got their houses when real estate was cheaper. There is a lot of people who are angry about that, given what's going on. Now, another topic for us to delve into, uh, right now. That's all the time we have for fight back for today and for this week. We will be back here on Monday. Have a good weekend.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby's Nimer.
1: Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. The calls are lined up, and it looks like people want to talk about anti-vaxxers and horses. So let's go to Clay in Ajax. Hi, Clay. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you?
8: Good, good. As far as I'm concerned... Anybody that wanted to get vaccinated has had more than ample opportunities, Libby. And if they haven't got vaccinated by now and they get sick, they should go to the back of the line for entrance into the hospital. That's one thing. The other thing is horses are nice on display. I know they use them for a lot of the high-ranking officers and regular officers for funerals, which is very, very nice. But by the same token, Libby, when when they're using them for crowd control, there's a lot of people out there that aren't the smartest in the world, and those horses are very vulnerable. You know, somebody with one of those uh, zip knives, they could do a lot of damage to a horse's uh, tendons. That's the last thing we need, plus the budget. You know, it's crazy. And the last thing I'll talk about, Libby, is I'm the next truck driver, truck drivers are maximum 14 hours on the road. So they've had more than ample time to get vaccinated. It's, it's baloney. Those that don't want to get vaccinated aren't getting vaccinated.
1: Clay, I, I don't know if you're in touch with truckers, but does it sound right to you that so many of them are unvaccinated?
8: No, so, like I mean, that's what I say. That it, it's, they don't want to get vaccinated, Libby. It's as simple as that. Like I said, I spent my hours in the road uh, driving a long distance, short distance, and that. And there's more than ample opportunities. They don't work, they don't work seven days a week, you know, and the, their maximum allowance is 14 hours a day. So, you know, there's another 10 hours they can fit in someplace, believe me.
1: <laughs> 14 hours a day sounds like a pretty long day to me.
8: Well, it, it isn't. It isn't, really, because lots of times you're not behind the wheel, you're waiting to be unloaded and so forth.
1: Okay. Uh, okay, Clay. Thank you for that. Thank Lynn. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, let's go to Judy in Arthur. Hi, Judy.
9: Hi, Libby. Go ahead. You're on the air. Thank you. I just wanted to say that unvaccinated is unvaccinated. And it doesn't matter what your vocation or job in life is, whether you're a famous tennis player or you're a truck driver, or anybody else, if you're unvaccinated, you're unvaccinated. And I think, and I agree with the the Quebec Premier who says that they should be taxed, or that they will be taxing, the unvaccinated. I don't think that they deserve to go ahead of people who are vaccinated, who have lived by all the rules and done all the right things, and looked after themselves and their families. And then, Because these people choose not to. I understand that there are some many people who cannot be vaccinated. But those who choose not to be vaccinated, I don't think, have the right anymore to uh, take up hospital beds. I really don't. Okay. And I think also that our first caller today, Pat, should be Premier of Ontario. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. Uh, Judy, don't encourage him, okay?
9: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I don't agree with the, getting rid of the horses. I just think that would be terrible. I agree with the lady who said about our traditions and everything. And when there's a lost child, for example, in High Park, for example, and the horses, the mounted unit is out looking for for them, they pay for themselves right then and there, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know what? So- we
1: have more modern methods, like a drone.
9: I agree. I, I, I don't disagree with you there, but I just, I mean, I'm a horse person, so I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm a little biased, but... Um, well, maybe I, they should start a private
1: campaign for private money. You can be the first contributor. Okay, I'll hit that up. <laughs> okay. okay, thank you for that. Thank you, Libby. Okay, bye-bye. All right, who are, where are we going next? Murray and Malton. Hi, Murray.
2: Hi, how are you today?
1: Fine, how are
3: you? Good, good. If they keep the horses, they should bring back Blinky and uh, Elmer
10: the safety elephant. Uh, I remember Elmer, but who was Blinky? Blinky was a
4: police car. They used to take the schools and uh, talk about uh, the laws and a lot. Okay. What kind of a car was it? Oh, it was an old Dodge. I
10: think that was 1971. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, A a vintage car. Um, Okay. Elmer and Blinky. Um, (laughs) What else do you want to talk about, Murray? Well, that's it. It's just a humor party. Okay. Okay. We appreciate that. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Elmer, the safety elephant. Elephant. I remember that. I grew up in Quebec. Elmer was in Quebec, too. Elmer got around. Okay, um let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Uh people are weighing in about all kinds of things related to vaccine mandates. So, uh the Quebec government this week announced it's going to tax the unvaxxed and uh, a lot of people are in favor of that and people are saying I think some Pretty harsh things, you know, that if somebody unvaxxed, uh, shows up at a merge, they should go to the back of the line, the back of the triage line. You know, even the Quebec premier is not suggesting that, and that would definitely be against the Canada Health Act because the Canada Health Act involves access to medical care and access to medical care is based on need, we hope, and nothing else. And, uh, you know, Pat was worried about the triage rules. Should we be in a shortage situation? And I don't mind, uh I don't blame him for being worried about that. He's worried that an older person... Like himself, uh, would would be less likely to get care than a younger person, vaxed or unvaxed. So, um, yeah, this is this is all a big issue. What do you think? Do you agree with the Quebec Premier? Do you want to go even further, like some of our callers have suggested, uh, not just charging them extra for medical care, but but putting them at the back of the line? Um, personally, I think all those things are going too too far. And then we have Djokovic, and it looks like Australia is throwing him out. And a lot of people are fed up, people who have been following the rules. And uh, they get annoyed when they see other people not following the rules. And, uh, you know, all through this, we've heard all these politicians saying we're all in this together. Well, one thing is clear, we are not. The rules are different for some people. And, uh, you know, when, when the authorities uh, reverse... Or or make sure that somebody like the world's top tennis player uh, has to get the same treatment as other people. Some people cheer. Of course, there are a lot of Serbians in Australia and they love Djokovic and they are just up in arms. And by the way, in addition to having this order and having a hearing on Sunday, he's ordered back into detention on Saturday, which is actually four o'clock this afternoon, our time, uh, poor Djokovic, his mother was complaining about the food in that hotel, which is, you know, maybe only two or three stars. So let us get back to the phones. Uh, David in Kingston. Hi, David.
11: Oh, hi. I, I was the general manager of the CNE and there was a bad fire up at Sunnybrook Farms near Bayview. I brought the horses from there down to the CNE Coliseum and you may be right, 19 maybe too many but it's nice to have some ceremonial things like the next thing we'll do is get rid of the snowbirds get rid of the musical ride and get rid of the golden helmets of the OPP and I remember when Gorbachev came to the science center they couldn't stop the riot and the horses went up and had it over in about 10 minutes so they are needed for really emergencies but they're also nice to see walking around and part of the city atmosphere.
1: Uh, yeah, but what, what do you think about the idea that some uh, cities have done? is They've raised private money to keep that going.
11: We have one in Kingston, and yes, it was funded by some of the people. And to see that one horse, don't call Kingston a one-horse town now. <laughs> 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 but uh, to see that horse downtown on a Saturday, people love it. But uh, I don't know, I just think we should keep some of them.
1: Yeah, but but again, so in Kingston, it's not funded by the police budget.
11: Well, I know they tried fundraise. I don't know what happened, but uh, certainly they're upset about getting rid of it. Okay, okay. Well,
1: thank you for your perspective, David. Appreciate okay. that. Nice talking to you. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay, all all kinds of interesting people. A former general manager of the CNE. There you go. Um, let's go to Jim in Markham. Hi, Jim. Hi there. Go ahead. Uh, you're on the air. A
10: couple of quick comments. Uh, with regards to the va- va- taxing unvaccinated people, why don't we have a referendum? And the other one is because the, the politicians don't want to take sides. They don't want to offend whoever. So just have a referendum. Let the people decide. And the other thing is uh, with regards to the police budget, do you know that the police allocate their own overtime? Uh there's no, not a disinterested third party there. The police allocate their own overtime. What but, but
1: it's a supervisor in the police, right?
10: Yeah. So, you know, I don't know about that either. I think there should be some disinterested party in there making sure because you're talking over hundreds of million we don't have enough money for paramedics. And uh I think they should have somebody in there keeping tabs on the overtime. And with regards to the horses Get rid of them.
12: Okay. So they don't
10: do their crowd control. What? When was the last time you saw them deployed for crowd control? Uh,
1: yeah. Never. It was. It well, it was. Um, uh, you know that big protest. It was years ago. It was probably ten years ago.
10: What the G? Uh, yeah,
1: the G seven, and right. people
10: were corralled and kettled. It was. Um, yeah, that was a big. Uh, come on, and McGinty's passing laws in the middle of the night. To give the police those powers? Come okay, on. well, apparently, uh, ah, they
1: were used here across the street in Liberty Village at the homeless encampments in the summer of last summer in 2021. Again,
10: again you know what happens if one of those horses steps on your foot? Uh, I, I can't imagine it would be good. No. And, and when they say, oh, we need them because people relate to them. Well, I can't relate to somebody who's sitting on a two thousand pound animal, ten feet in the air.
1: Yeah, well, know. other uh, other people can. I mean, we know about uh, what do they call them? Uh, anxiety animals. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm I'm not, uh, you know, challenging people who like horses and and who find them comforting. I'm just saying. You know, when you're asking for 25 million bucks and a 4.4% property tax hike, uh maybe you should be cutting things that aren't totally necessary.
10: Exactly. And I heard it was 24
1: officers,
4: not 18.
1: Uh the 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 documents that I've seen say 18. But okay, uh, you well, know that's I heard
4: 24.
1: We're, we're well, here.
10: It's like these people can like you said earlier, these people can be deployed doing something else other than riding around on horses.
1: Yeah, nobody's saying fire them. We need them. Okay, of course. Jim. Thank, thank you, you for your call. Bye. Bye. Okay, we. I think we have a different opinion about the horses from Ron and Guelph.
13: Hello, Ron. Hello, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Well, I agree with. Uh, I didn't catch his name. Um, the, the previous caller to the last one about the fact that you know what? Um, what's next? Uh, I. I think we um we should keep the horses um try and get some private funding for them but the the main reason for my call is we also talked about the fact the number of pedestrians are killed now I can grew up in Scarborough I can speak to its authority about the traffic in Scarborough in that Lawrence Avenue Eglinton Avenue hasn't been much of a problem because they're building the um the LRT there so <laughs> Yeah
1: there's of, nothing uh, going
13: fast there. No but Lawrence Avenue is straight; it's um, it's flat, and even though they install a few more traffic lights, it's an invitation to roar down Lawrence Avenue. Um, As I said, I don't think you get the same issues. Certainly, you don't get the same issues in downtown. The issues downtown um, are with pedestrians and people walking around with headsets on, not paying attention to the traffic. That's another problem, right?
1: Well, it depends on the street. There are streets where it's a problem, but it is, uh, as you point out, a bigger problem in the suburbs where also the streets, you know, downtown, there are a lot of old streets um, that were kind of designed before uh, cars were so prevalent. And in the suburbs, the streets were designed for cars and not for people.
13: Yeah, I'm just looking at a uh, copy of the Toronto Star here from last Saturday, Toronto more Photo Radar, which part of it is, having grown up there, I mean, I, um, it, it, this is a societal thing. I mean, it's the same thing now where I'm living now in Guelph where people are rushing a lot more, people are driving a lot faster. Um, I don't know what the answer is other than the photo radar, um, the, the red light cameras, and maybe if enough people get caught, maybe they'll get the message. I mean, some of these people on, When I'm driving out in Scarborough visiting, I mean, the speed limit is 60 kilometers an hour. I don't think it's practical to lower it down to 50, but some of these people are doing 80 to 90 kilometers an hour along Lawrence Avenue and Ellesmere Avenue and these other places. Well, a
1: lot of people say that the speed limit should be, uh, I mean, arterial roads in the city uh, are at 40, a lot of them, and that makes you know, more sense. And there are a lot of people who say it should be down to 30, because uh, if you get hit at 30, you have a better chance of of surviving. Surviving.
13: Yeah, Yeah, I hear you on that. I I said, it's in the city. um, Yeah, 60 seems to be an invitation to do 80, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And, you know, the the other thing is that uh, when the traffic is moving quickly, if you're going the speed limit, chances are somebody behind you is going to be really irate. And try to force you to go faster. Anyway, thank you so much for your call, Ron.
13: Thank you for taking it.
1: Bye-bye. We've got to take another break. Let me give the numbers out again. We've been talking about taxing the unvaxxed, and uh, some people are suggesting going even further, uh, putting them at the back of the triage line if they need help in the hospital. That seems very harsh to me. Uh, we're also talking about horses a lot. People have strong feelings about the horses one way or, or another. Uh, and, uh, you know, that unit costs quite a bit of money, nearly $6 million. This, as we just found out that this year, Toronto City Council is asking for a pretty big Property tax hike, 4.4%, the largest in quite a while. And uh, the police budget, well, uh, they're not shy about asking an increase. It's not 1%, it's not 2%. It is $25 million on a $1.1 billion budget. Uh, You know, that's, uh, that's a lot. So, what do you think? 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 4740, and we'll be back with more.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer, a free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off.
13: All right, then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby's Nimer.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to this free for all Friday. And oh boy, is there a lot to talk about this week? You know, I say that every week, but this week there really, really, really is. So, uh, this morning and people know I'm a tennis fan. We had the latest news. On Novak Djokovic and the Immigration Minister of Australia is kicking him out. So what do you think of that? He entered unvaccinated. He said he had an exemption because he tested positive a few weeks ago. Uh, he was put in a detention hotel. And uh, then he was let out because they said he he wasn't given a chance to talk to his lawyers. He said other people filled out the form. The form was filled out wrong. Uh, then he started fudging when he found out about his positive test result. Uh, so that was kind of interesting and he admitted the one thing he admitted to is that he uh, had an unmasked interview with a journalist after he knew he tested positive. So what do you think? Is that the right thing? Uh, if you're a tennis fan, is it just a distraction? Uh, it would, if it stands up and there's another court proceeding, scheduled for Sunday, uh, then he won't be able to get his Grand Slam today or even to exceed the number of Grand Slams won by Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal. Uh, Here at home, big story this week is Quebec Planning to tax the unvaxxed. Is that a good idea? Uh, Our political leaders, most of them, except for Trudeau, who uh, won't say one way or another what he thinks, uh, are condemning it. But, uh, you know, polls show a majority of people are in favor. And I have a hunch that in our audience, most people are in favor. So you tell me. Let us begin
14: there. Uh, we can start with Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat. Hi, Libby. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right on as to what I'm going to talk about, which is mainly that we have to have some sort of a law in the books with regard to uh, either triage or uh, the possibility of levying a fine or whatever if you're not vaccinated. But you don't have to enforce laws. Um, I was involved in something that made the front page of the Globe and Mail back in 2018 with regard to a noise bylaw up in Muskoka. We put it on the books. We never had to enforce it because the mere fact that people knew it was there, they changed their behavior. So that's what I would be suggesting. And my big concern, and everybody on Zoomer should be worried about this, is what's going to happen to a 77-year-old who ends up in there and there aren't enough ICU beds. Versus a 40-year-old, I mean, I think we know the answer.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't blame you for being worried about that. Uh, But also, if we make a big announcement saying, we're putting this law in the books, but hey, we're not going to enforce it. Uh,
14: uh, But you don't necessarily make that comment that you're not going to enforce it. The mere fact that you have the law will, should change behavior. It certainly did in our case. Uh, and, uh, but I remember one of our late counselors saying, if you don't have a law, you can't do anything. So, uh, you know, having, having laws versus enforcing them are, are two different things.
1: Okay. Thank okay. you for that. All right. Let's go to David in Brampton. Hello, David. David. Hmm. One more chance. David in Brampton. Okay. Let us move right along. Simone in Parkdale.
15: Hi, Simone. Hi there. I like horses too, Libby. And I was mad at John (laughs) Sewell the other day when you spoke to him. He wants to get rid of the police horses. They're calling it a frill.
1: I I want to get rid of the police horses too. You can be mad at me, Simone. Oh, you
15: want to get rid of them?
1: Well, uh, you know, I think that, uh, we're, you know, the, the police force is asking for another $25 million. So instead of, uh, having a, a PR frill and they're nice, if they divert those officers, then they won't need $25 million more. I mean, horses are, uh, they're beautiful, but, uh, you know, in modern policing, they're not exactly what we need, I don't think.
15: No, but we need our traditions. We put a lot of money on things multicultural. So what about our own traditions? I say pay the money. I'm not, I'm not uh, worried about $25 million, really, with all the money that politicians waste uh, in many different ways. And uh, John Sewell, he was mayor at one time, very far leftist, and I think even non-Catholics were making the sign of the cross when he finally lost the next election. But <laughs> but um, we even talked also about it, attending uh, police attending emergencies with regards to mentally ill. They do hundreds of those a year, and with few incidents. And so uh, you know, a kudos to the police because they they're they're you know they they are. Yes, it's not their job, really. They're not, they're not uh, psychiatrists or anything like that, or paramedics, but the paramedics won't go to many uh, incidents unless the police uh, are backing them up. Okay.
1: Simone, okay. I hear you. Thank you for
15: your call. Thank you.
1: Okay. Yeah. You can go ahead and disagree with me. I'm here to hear your views. Let's go to Sita in Mississauga. Hi, Sita. Hi, Libby. Happy New Year. Thank
16: you. Maybe Go ahead. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> um, yes, you have free fertilizer in your parking lot. Good for your garden.
1: <laughs> we, we Actually, we do have a little patch of green in the parking lot, and it to was it? outside the parking lot on city property. Um, yeah, enough said. Go ahead. Uh, you want to talk about... Uh, uh, the government.
16: Yes. Yeah, so kudos to Lago. First time I'm green with him. Desperate time call for desperate measure. Nothing compared to other countries, what they're putting in for their public measure. Our PM is not taking side because it's Quebec. Too bad the rest of Canada don't Pass more restriction, especially to the non-vaxxers, whom is keeping the virus alive, and this is making the virus get intruded vaccine. One year from now, if this continues, there will be such health crisis and mental crisis and bankruptcy that it, that will really become a problem. Right now, we don't have, we think we have a problem, but with Wait and see what will happen. Well,
1: you know what? Hopefully after the big surge, and by the way, people, uh, there was new modeling from the federal government just before we went on air, and they are predicting a huge increase in hospitalizations, in people being sick um, very shortly. But a lot of people say after what goes up must come down, and after that, maybe we'll be in the clear. Um, Sita, thank you for your call. Take care. The other thing uh, that people have been saying for a long time is that we've got to get vaccines to poor countries because that's where these variants start. And they don't have access the way we have access. So I think that is a good point, too. Okay. Let's go to Tony and Pepperlaw. Hi, Tony. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. You want to talk about tennis. I'm all ears.
12: Yes, darling. Yes. You know, I I, uh, I, I just don't know how a guy like this tennis player, this Canadian kid, doesn't get vaccinated. How's does he get across the border? He shouldn't be allowed back to Canada. because You never know what he's going to bring back. And it's stuff like that that I'm getting tired of this. We're looking at a, at a good five to ten years before all this stuff is all cleared up. There's going to be a lot of businesses, small. I used to be a restaurant owner. And I don't know how these guys are surviving. I feel sorry for them. Uh, the stress of, of, of uh, you know, having your doors locked. And I am tired of that. People get vaccinated. deal what the government says. And I think after a while, it should be mandatory. No more of this playing with, I don't know. You know, once a pandemic starts, all rules go out the window. All, whatever you want to, charter rights and stuff. You know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't ring a bell. It's like when a guy murders somebody. Hey, buddy, your rights are gone out the window. You know, you're gonna. So that's your think. Like, uh, uh, this tennis player got more time on his hands than who knows what. And he's got trainers on the team, nurses on a team. He should be getting his shot and go over there fully vaccinated. Oh, he's very
1: he's very anti-vax. He has a lot of very very wacky ideas, anti-science. He thinks that a prayer can cure things. He's. Uh, it,
12: He's just... Uh, he, he, you know, that's when you got to put your foot down as dad does with a kid. Hey, I know best. I'm your dad. I'm your parent. Now it's time for the government to be the dad and the mother of this whole thing and say it's mandatory or we don't get back in the
1: Well, that's what, that's what they're saying so far. We'll see. Uh, I think his, uh, Hail Mary is, is, uh, a hearing on Sunday of some kind in Australia. But, uh, I have a hunch this might stand. I I wouldn't put money on it. Tony, thanks for your call. Okay. Uh, we continue before we do. Let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll free. 1-866-740-4740. We're talking about, you know, various manifestations of mandatory vaccination. Uh, we've just talked about Novak Djokovic in Australia. He's kicked out for the second time. We'll see if that sticks. Uh, and, uh, we're talking about Premier Legault's intention. To tax the unvaccinated, it's uh, it's a it's a bridge too far for many people, including our premier, other premiers. The prime minister is staying mum on it, as he always does when it comes to things about Quebec. Doesn't want to offend anybody there. Uh, that's not exactly leadership, in my opinion. And uh, we just heard from Pat, who said, put the law on the books and then see if you have to enforce it. Won't it change behavior? And interesting, the Quebec government said thousands of people signed up since they made this announcement. Uh, I've heard parsing of those numbers that mm, maybe not. Uh, so we have to see about all of that. Uh, let's go to Arlene and Lindsay. Hello, Arlene.
7: Hi, Libby. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? I'm fine. Go ahead. Good. Anyways, my bone of contention is with Trudeau, um, stopping the truckers from coming up from the states who are not vaccinated. Those trucks deliver all kinds of goods to Canada. And if he stops those because he feels they're not vaccinated or they're not safe, which I doubt they're the ones spreading the virus, I mean, you're looking at one man coming in with a truck full of all these goods that we need to survive, which is produce, etc., and now he's banning. Over 26,000 of these truck drivers will be out of work. Again, if they're going to throw their might behind this, they're the last people to me that they should be picking on.
1: Well, um, Interestingly enough, it's also a reciprocal thing because the U.S. is doing the same thing. They're not letting unvaxxed Canadian truckers go in. So I'm sure that's part of the equation.
7: Exactly. So it will go back and forth on that part of it, too. But in the meantime, we will be suffering because all that stuff that comes in by truck, which it seems to be the mode of transportation nowadays, will be not coming in. Well, you know what? Um,
1: I have a hard time believing that there are so many of them that are unvaccinated or, and won't get vaccinated. I, I just, I mean, I would think, let's wait and see if that really happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes that uh, there are all these dire predictions and, and on the other side too, you know, um, this is kind of the first time that, that the predictions of the modeling seem to be coming true. Mm-hmm. So l- let's just hold on. It it doesn't make sense. It makes sense to me that maybe truckers who are always on the move may have had a, a harder time getting vaccinated, though I doubt that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- those people, frankly, they make a very good living. Yeah, and I know yeah. that there's a shortage of truckers, but you know, um, it's the same thing. There are a lot of people who are firmly unvaxxed, and there are a lot of people who, when it threatened their livelihood, they bit the bullet and did it. So Mm -hmm.
7: let's see. Well, I hope so. And I also agree 100% with you about the horses. (laughs) They need to go. When I was a young person, I went up to a a police officer on a horse, and he was probably the most belligerent man I ever met. He wouldn't let me touch the horse. He would talk to me with one-word answers, and I was like 13. So that's how many years ago that was. So the officer was going on about, oh, they're approachable and everything. But
16: you know what?
1: Yeah, anyway. so much so much for the uh, community outreach with the horses. Exactly, yeah. And, like, I was really hurt. Like, I felt really bad when this happened And tribe... you remembered. It was probably a few years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. Be, a lot of few years ago. Like, we're looking probably at 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the other part of it is, I'm not against horses. There no. are jurisdictions where they've raised private money. Mm-hmm. To uh, keep the horse unit and and hopefully not really use police officers for it. Mm -hmm. The money is mostly for salaries. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. horses don't cost so much. But but, you know, you're asking at this point. And uh, here's another thing, people. The city of Toronto is just proposing the largest property tax hike in a long time, 4.4%. I know. And, uh, you know, they're talking about this really big increase for the police budget. Well, if they shifted the 18, 18 officers in that horse unit Mm -hmm. to some of the other things that are a little more urgent, in my opinion, like Vision Zero and enforcing traffic, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't need $25 million. Exactly. I agree 100%. That money can go to
7: much better use, believe me. Okay.
1: uh, Thanks, Arlene. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, we've got to take a break. Before we go to break, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.